0: Previously on Just Cow in the City. You're never going to he- hear anybody say, "What kind of watch is that?" From the movie Octopussy, where the Jews were flooring. I had one of the best nights of my life in this parking lot. Are you talking about Bring Back Paris? I was the only one who saw it. Do you know who I am? I'm friends with the mayor of Red Bank, New Jersey. You prick. Where have you ever been to an Italian restaurant where the Parmesan cheese is sitting at the hostess counter and they don't want you to have it? You can take your 8:30 right now in New York City and shove it up your ass.
1: david just has a podcast and the summer will be a blast
0: can't believe he's 70 cause he acts like he's 23. he's a mess and sometimes giddy but he'll always be just go in the city oh, tell us oh, more oh, tell oh, us oh. more is that what you want Tell, tell us more, tell us, us more. more. Should I move to Vermont? Come on, and welcome to <laughs> another episode of Just Cow in the City. What's up, everybody? Nice to see everybody. Oh, my goodness, the end of June. Already, the end of June. And, uh, already, can you believe it? The true summer really begins right now on Jessica. On a new episode of Jessica Out of the City, oh my god, yes, June 27th edition. We've got me, Jessica of the City. We've got We Didn't Start the Fire part two on Billy Joel A to Z. And last week, I gotta say, Joey Cola was one of the greatest guests we ever had on the Comedy Cellar Nightly show. If you saw that show, and I highly recommend watching it in repeats if you haven't, the re- why was it so good? Why was it so good? Because it is two guys who, you know, have made it to, you know, certain levels of whatever. There, there are obviously certain levels of everything, right? There's certain levels of acting, certain levels of comedy. So there's plenty of actors that we might not know that have made it and make a living every day. We don't know who they are. Maybe they're on Broadway. Maybe they're in film or TV. You don't recognize them. That's me and Joey. We've made it to certain levels of comedy in our careers. And to talk about the old school comedy ways and the you know, this was comedy in the 80s, the fact of the matter that he was the headline of the first night I ever got paid for a gig in the Staten Island ground round was great. I'm so glad we talked about it. And then the next time and boy, I got to tell you, what a terrific person and, the, you know, hilarious for Dave Juskow fans uh, in the sense of God, I, I was mad at him for so many years for all the wrong reasons, which had nothing to do with him. It was all me. And he couldn't be just a nicer person. And boy, as we found out, he really is something else. He wants to help the planet. He's just a nice guy. He's happily married, and he does good. He does the work of the good people, like the way Rachel Ray would say. If you ever saw that YouTube thing, say why well, he makes everybody's morning better. That's the kind of guy he is. I hope you liked the interview. I I really highly highly recommend this. We talked for two hours. That's never happened before talked about the things i can only talk with about maybe two or three people you know it's like something i could talk about with a but he would never do it on a forum like this and be serious about it so it's it's difficult and it's really fun to talk about the old days of not that they were great days or anything but just the the way things started and the way things were back then with stand-up comedy at least here on the east coast and the people we've Run into in our travels and all that kind of stuff. I thought it was quite fascinating. I hope you liked it too. Here's a note for you. I just thought as I was going, you know, I just turned on the recorder. I'm I'm not gonna have a show next week. I I know it, it's um not expected. It's just that the Fourth of July is on a Tuesday. I release on Tuesdays, and so I'm gonna take a random week off. Um, and I hope that it's not disturbing for everybody, but. The fact that the fourth comes on a Tuesday this year is just—I don't know—it's we right? I mean, what? It, 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 there's a holiday on the third and then the fourth, so I'll wait a week and then you know we'll regroup and do everything. I know uh, maybe I'll try not to take off on the, between August and September, but I do still like taking off. So okay, forty-nine episodes this year. I'm sorry, you know, once once in a blue moon there's a there's a a swing week where. We have to take off now. I don't know if you remember, but sometimes this happens. Many years ago, I went to California, so I made a. (laughs) I can't think it. I made a bonus episode, which you can find in the in our uh, Just Get in the City podcast world. Whether you're on Spotify or anything, it's there, and I called it WJUS, and I just DJed. Some album people were furious. All right, I'll just say it. I don't know what I was thinking. I, I guess in my mind it was a different kind of show, but people were just angry. And although I could probably make it better, I, all I know is I got the comments from the people that really liked the show, and they're like, "I've been a fan. I even listened to WJUS. I mean, that's you know, it was it was bad. Maybe to better to put out nothing than." <laughs> than that although I don't know I no 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 I can't look now I'm rethinking I'm like well if I talked in between and just played records maybe that would be fun like an old-fashioned dj I did it the wrong way I just kept going from record to record and I was just trying to be a dj and I was having a good time but uh I guess it wasn't fun for anyone else so I apologize about that (laughs) but I'm still thinking I'm like wait no I can do it again I can do it right this time I don't know. I I don't think that's going to be the case. So, on a housekeeping note, no show next week, the 4th of July. And we'll just come back right after that, go all the way until the end of August and um everything will be fine. I mean, I'm already like, you know, uh I'm not even caught up in the bonus content. There was so many pictures I've been taking and I'll show you last week that rest of half of last week's this week. And then I already have pictures for this week, so I don't know. I don't mind saving them up if you don't mind. I mean, maybe you do. I I I don't think you do, because you're gonna see them eventually. And, you know, I can reiterate about everything. So I think that's the best thing, you know, just making sure we always have a little bonus content sometimes. Because as you know, some many times I'm like, I don't have any bonus content this week. I didn't take any pictures. But most of the time that is not the issue. So let's just begin today's show oh no let me tell you what I got to do when I leave here well you know what I'll start with yesterday yesterday being Thursday of course recording on our usual Friday yesterday I did a a short film in the morning in Astoria Park and I got to tell you now this is New York City it's almost July and it was freezing I could have bought my winter coat it was only in the 60s but it was windy and a little drizzly, and we were filming in this Astoria Park, which is, uh, you know, how I hate Astoria, I fucking hate it so much, I took the train all the way to the end, oh my God, when I first got here to New York, they tell me, they told me, I got an apartment for you, it's all the way out here, it's at the end of the end line, like where the train stops, and and then you would have to take a bus, oh my God, the, in my head, thinking of that, so how it could have been, is a nightmare, I know people that live out there now, and they can go fuck themselves, And I took a picture of the, you know, the 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 the, what I believe to be the poverty. Yes, in being a snob, when people say, "Oh, we love living in Astoria," seriously, you can go fuck yourselves, because it's like it's just being poor. You're better off. I always said living in Hoboken, it's cleaner, it's nicer. You live in Queens, you live in Brook. Well, maybe Brooklyn has a chance. I don't know. Queens is just poor. It looks poor. And what I'm saying is, even though I'm technically poor. I just don't want to live in a place that reminds me how poor I am on a daily basis, and that's what it does for me, Crazy Dave Juskow in his goddamn '80s head. So going out there is always a yeah a PS what was it post traumatic stress PSTD post trauma post PTSD situation every time I go out to Astoria. So, but I go out there and we're filming in this park, and it's like. I got my hair perfect. You know, the cut was excellent, and I got all the proper product on it, but forget that. That wind just messed it so up, so I got that Ted Knight thing going from Too Close for Comfort for the ending when he's on the uh, the he falls off the couch and his hair's all over. I mean, it's awful, and obviously no one cares, and I'm sure it comes out funny, but you know me. I'm full of vanity, and I get upset when I see that, but there was nothing I could damn do. I'm also wearing a short sleeve shirt and a clip-on tie because I'm playing a boss. And I don't know exactly what this is or where it's going to be, uh, but I'm sure you will be able to see it eventually. But it's me and uh, comedian Joe DeRosa, who now also owns a sandwich shop in the Lower East Side, and comedian Joe List, who is uh, a, a lanky, uh, very tall. He, he looks good in a suit, I will tell you that. And this girl, May Planet, who is uh, married now, to Mark Norman comedian Mark Norman and t- t- tonight after I leave here I am filming Mark Norman's Netflix special you know how the cold people do cold opens which is the little sketch before their stand up special these are my favorite things that there are if there is going to be a stand up special I like watching the the opening cuz that's my favorite thing a lot of people have said, oh, I don't want to do that. But that's always been my favorite thing because I don't like the stand-up, so I like the sketches before. And all the times when people used to have HBO specials in the day, they always had like a fun opening sketch. Sarah has one in her show. It's hilarious. And then she has that thing at the end. So I really, really like that kind of stuff. So Mark Norman's doing one, and I will be playing the character of what I have, uh, I'm demanding, they call it on the credits, Clumsy Waiter. Because I don't know if you remember, but in a movie called, I believe, Kentucky Fried Movie back in the 70s, directed by John Landis, uh, by the Zucker Brothers, who later bought you Airplane and Naked Gun, Donald Sutherland plays the clumsy waiter. And it says, and Donald Donald Sutherland as the clumsy waiter. So that is what I want to be, is uh, Dave Juskow as the clumsy waiter in the uh, Mark Norman Netflix special.
2: If you were thrilled by the towering Inferno, if you were terrified by Earthquake, then you will be scared shitless by the Samuel L. Bronkowitz production of That's Armageddon! The most realistic depiction of death, doom and destruction in motion picture history. See George Lazenby as the architect. I tell you, this building is unsafe! Barbara Radnitz as the nurse. (coughs) Donald Sutherland as the clumsy waiter. You will never forget that's Armageddon.
1: You know damn well what I'm saying!
0: So that's what I'm doing today. After I leave here, I'm filming that, and then my sister and I are going to see Funny Girl. (laughs) Finally gonna see Leah Michelle. Unless for some reason she cancels at the last minute, which she's been known to do. Don't
1: tell me not to fly. I simply got to. If someone takes a spill, it's me and not you, who told you you're allowed to rain on my Parade, how much my band out I'll feed my drums and if I turn at bat, sir. So
2: at least I didn't fake it
1: hat, sir. So I guess I didn't make it blood So it's a big
0: night. I just hoped I slept enough. Which I don't think I did. But I'm hoping for the best. I don't want to fall asleep on those. So we paid a fortune to see this Lee and Michelle, but Hopefully it's going to be good and I'll report back to you in two weeks about it and it'll be great. I, mean, I haven't seen a, wait, have I seen a Broadway show? Jeez, you know, I think I've only seen Sarah's show. I don't, I don't think I've seen a, I feel like I have, but I, no, no, I don't know. I feel like I have a, I had a playbill in my hand with something that I saw it, but I, now I can't remember. I wonder if this is my first Broadway show post COVID. I don't know. But anyway. That's the plan. So interesting stuff. But let me start with last Friday because I have video of this too. So, so um, last Friday, you know, these Fridays, usually what it is, I record the podcast and then I watch movies. That's my day off, right? But lately people have been calling and say you want to go out? I'm like, Ugh. and you know me, but I'm so glad I do, right? I'm forcing myself out. So my friend Joe calls and he goes, me and my daughter are going to go to Barcade after work because she's working in the city now she's um going to school but she has the summer off and she's interning at you know some accounting firm i don't know what she does and they said we're going to go to barcade which i can't believe made it past covid which is all the video games and they serve food and everything and it's fun but you got to be over 21 and she's going to be 21 in august you mother oh my god right it's so annoying and he's like we'll see if we get in But I'm like, I'm going down there anyway, just in case, because I want to get going. Let me get out of the house right now, because I don't want trouble. So I took the city bike down there. I met them. As soon as I parked the bike, they're like, she didn't get in. They carted us right at the door. It was 5 o'clock in the afternoon. It's sunny. It's just a stupid video game place. It's not a big bar scene. I I don't know why they couldn't let a 20-year-old in there with her father, who, if you look at her, it's like, she doesn't look like she's going to be trouble. Uh, I will never understand. I mean, she's there with her father. It's going to be, well, maybe they don't want kids in there. Maybe that's the thing. That's the fun of the video thing. But I mean, Jesus Christ, we were going to spend an hour in there before it got you know crazy or if it even does get crazy there, but they wouldn't let us in. So then we're just sitting there going, what do we do now? They were thinking about coming to my place, except I had to pick up my car at six o'clock and this barcade's on 6th Avenue, so I just had to walk up. I'm like, because I need it outside my apartment on Saturday because I need to take off immediately after work. So I have to get it and park it on the street, and you can park it after 7, so I need to pick up my car at 6. So I'm like, I, I don't mind coming home and playing the video games, or maybe if I would started there, I could have waited and found that she was underage, and then they, they would have you know come over here. But now we were there, I don't want to go all the way back home this is stupid. So I suggested, I finally took advantage of my knowledge of Manhattan. I guess for some reason, I, was, I guess when I went towards that place, I was thinking, oh, I know what's here. The Magic Store, Abracadabra, where I bought those breakaway bottles that I used on Judge Jerry for suing Mike Buschetti. And I'm like, boy, I haven't been there in a while. I'd like to go in there. So I said, why don't we go to Abracadabra? It's just fun to look around. And boy, was it fun to look around. And I got the best video ever. Well, it's not ever, but it's pretty good. And I mean, asking Joe's kid to take a picture. I mean, we call her Dory because she's just like, you want me to take the picture? Yeah, will you just take the picture. It's like, Really, it's just like Dory. She's so, I don't know what her story is. And then she goes, I'm not like Dory. <laughs> but we keep calling her Dory, which is hilarious. You know, my niece, Dory, was afraid of suspect of everything. We're looking at all the costumes and the fun, and all, of course the gags. You know the rubber chickens, the 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 the, the gum, the the the, the 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 telescope that leaves a black eye on. You know all that kind of stuff is a blast to like, fun and to look at. I don't know why I'm not shopping there for every birthday gift I would ever give out because, you know, it'll save money and it's a funny gag. So unless you know when when you're stumped that you don't know what to get somebody and it's not something you know there are the times we can give people anybody in our life gifts that we put some time into and then there are sometimes i don't know what to get them this year so i'll just get them a gag gift and it should be hopefully it'll get laughs. so this place has all that stuff it's fun to walk around they got crazy costumes and statues and like you know just uh scary things and it's really fun it's like the old Halloween store downtown so they had a giant moose you know a stuffed giant moose and of course I had her film I'm like this must be awfully embarrassing for you and then I got up and I go you must have hated that moose so of course I did that that is on video you will be able to see it maybe I'll just put in the Arthur music in it when I'm doing no because I think my voice is too low but you know what I'm talking about. I can just play the scene right now.
1: Hello, Arthur. Hello, Mr. Johnson.
2: I haven't seen much of you lately. Ah,
1: oh. well, the reason you haven't seen much of me is because I, I normally pick Susan up at her apartment in town, and you live here. What, want to drink? I never drink. Ah,
2: oh. no one in my family ever drinks.
1: That's great. You probably never run out of ice your whole life.
2: Huh. Huh. <laughs> I don't drink because drinking affects your decision-making.
1: You may be right. I can't decide. (laughs) (coughs) It's just a little (coughs) humour. Where's the rest of this moose? I
2: think it's time we got to know one another.
1: I do too. That's why I had you come over today. (laughs) This is a tough room. I don't have to tell you that. You must have hated this moose. Why don't you forget the moose
0: for a moment? So I recreated that scene, and that is worth the price of admission in the Abracadabra place. And then we went up to the counter, and there's a magician. There's always a magician there. And we were just talking to him, and then he just started doing tricks for us, and it was fantastic. I mean, I love that kind of stuff. I love magicians when they're good. Remember, because we went to that most Monday Night Magic, which sucked but if somebody's good they're doing it up close for you just for you it was fantastic except you know joe's kid had to be there (laughs) she was so annoying he's like hold out your hands you you should have seen she's like she's like i'm doing it for you now but you can't see i'll maybe i'll show you on the bonus show she's like holding him back so far. like she's no you what are you gonna do to me it it was really messed up but he was so funny he put like um you know she opened her hand and there's like a bug on it but like wait how did it get there and it was, I mean, this guy was really, really good. And he was showing us all these tricks, maybe for a half hour. It was fantastic. I felt bad because I don't think we gave him any money or anything. I mean, it's kind of his job to do that. And I felt bad because we didn't buy anything, but it was really great. But we got his card because I'm like, if you're playing somewhere, we would totally come to see you. So I don't know. It was just, it, we definitely made, well, that's not the expression. we say mountain out of a mole. Well, that's not right. Um, well, we, oh, we, um. Made lemonade out of lemons, so the thing, the barcade that we weren't, we definitely had a great time. Killed some time before they had to go, and I had to go. Then they walked me up Sixth Avenue where we were making fun of, you know, the kid the whole time that she's like Dory. We stopped at a Krispy Kreme because that's that was their plan, and. I don't know. I never get to have Krispy Kreme. I only have Dunkin' Donuts. And as I've told you before, I don't know what Krispy Kreme is crossy like. But at this point, it's got to be better than Dunkin' Donuts. And I'm positive their donuts are better than Dunkin' Donuts. Krispy Kreme is a 10 times better donut. The problem with Dunkin' Donuts is w- when you want a donut, what are you doing? You're having a donut because you're like, fuck it. I'm having a donut. I don't care if I'm dieting. I don't care. We- donuts are bad for you. The end. Everything about a donut is bad for you. So if you're going to have a donut, go with the Krispy Kreme, which is extremely bad for you. Go the whole way. The complete sugary, not just dry and maybe they put a little bit of filling. They go for it here. Krispy Kreme. I don't have to tell most of you. you probably know this already. Krispy Kreme donuts are fantastic. So I ordered one. I didn't really want anything. I wasn't hungry. And I knew I was eating in a couple of hours. But... I had to have something, so I think, I don't even remember, I had maybe a Boston cream chocolate filled, that it was, it was fantastic, but I hate, I had to eat it on the street, they took a box home, which I also hate, there was nowhere to sit in there or anything, because I really just, you know, I hate that, I think they got a picture of me eating it, which was, kind of pissed me off, because I I think I had cream filling all over my face, like George Costanza, the the tennis thing, eating that ice cream, and I hate that! You know, I don't think she posts it or anything, so that's that's good. But it was pretty cool. I'm glad I got to see those guys. Oh, that's right, because then I remember I was hitting on this girl who was on 42nd Street on her bike, and she's just sitting there, and it turns out she's waiting for her boyfriend across the street who got stuck on the other side. So I'm just going like, hey, how you doing? And she's totally ignoring me. But this is cracking up Joe's kid and Joe, because I used to do this all the time for my friend Caitlin, who I ended up seeing yesterday but i used to do it all the time for like just talk hey how you doing and these girls were just you know looking at me and i'm like all right i'll see you later huh yeah maybe we we'll, maybe we'll talk maybe we'll have a conversation right and they're just like why is this guy talking to me and it just cracks up my friends cuz it is the best so that got big laughs and then i finally went to the parking garage and got my car and took it to yeah i had to restart it the battery ain't working again I don't know what the story is, but I will tell you that stupid contraption that costs 50 bucks starts it up in two seconds. It couldn't be easier. Just could not be easier. Start it right up and uh, put it on the street uh, and just uh, talk to uh, a friend for an hour while I waited for it to change. And it was beautiful. I mean, absolutely. Everything was Everything was all set up for Saturday, you know, unless the car didn't start. But again, I'm ready. Hey, this Christmas party's getting a little too quiet. I think it's time we liven it up with
2: my favorite Christmas gift, Mr. Microphone. Hey, what's that? Well, you set the dial on your FM radio and. Testing, testing, testing. testing, testing.
1: I'm on the radio! These kids are having a fabulous time with Mr. Microphone, the cordless microphone that actually puts your voice on the radio. There are no attaching wires, so you're free to move around. Broadcast over any FM car radio. Hey, good looking. We'll be back to pick you up later.
2: The perfect Christmas gift at Walgreens, Woolworth, Woolco, Osco, Venture, Weebolts, Montgomery Ward.
0: So on Saturday, I changed my hours. I worked 7.30 to 3.30. That's very kind that they let me, you know, if I I figured three thirty at that extra half an hour difference, which was really smart, gave me a little bit more time at the party I had to go to before I had to go to New Jersey at a very busy day. So I woke up early, I did my job, and then at three thirty, I was ready. I mean, I was showered, my shoes were on, I was ready to go, and I was mad at myself because I clocked in at 7.32, 7.32, I had to wait till like, uh 3.32. I was really angry about it. <laughs> like It could have done 3.29. Uh, and I was really just ready to go. So I rush out, and I go to the car, and I go to this party in Brooklyn, and wouldn't you know it, of course, where this guy's house is, they're throwing a block party so you can't park by the house. I'm like, Jesus Christ, every time. And it ain't a great neighborhood. I mean, you know, where this guy lives in CNN, it's not... Um, His his place, his one block is a great neighborhood. But surrounding it is questionable. I was a little nervous leaving my car there, even though my car's a dump, you know, but still I needed it for later so I couldn't have it stolen today. There's multiple times where I can leave my car and if it gets stolen, I'm like, oh, great. Maybe I can get a new car. But uh, this time I I needed it to get to New Jersey. But I went to the place and it was great to see uh, him and his uh, husband... (laughs) It's trouble, Um, but of course, and their dog, and they have this beautiful backyard barbecue and everybody's there and he's always cooking and it's really great. And my friend Scott, he was there, who, you know, from the podcast. So it was great to see him. He's so funny. He's so funny. You know, from the Oscars podcast, he's just so gay and so funny in his gayness and funny. <laughs> and then i saw these guys i guess i'd see next year we have a mutual friend i got pictures of these guys i actually don't know what he does or how he knows any of these people maybe he used to work at cnn i don't know but it was great because i was by myself for the first 10 minutes i was just kind of standing around by myself drinking a beer but i knew that was be good case but i invited that girl rachel from the show from last week because she wanted to come and she's like yeah i'd love to go so I was looking forward to her coming. I'm like, well, I will have somebody to talk to soon, but I usually know I usually meet people along the way. You know, I was fortunate to meet these people, and we were sitting down and having a good time, and then Rachel came, and these burgers look unbelievable that he's making. He's making burgers. I think he has empanadas and uh, tortillas, and all that kind of stuff, but the burgers looked unbelievable. But I was like, I don't want to eat before the show. I don't want to eat before the show. But I'm like, mmm. But I'm drinking before the show, so what's the difference? I'm mixing it up that I usually do. I'm having a couple of beers before the show. I find it, because Rachel said she was going to get a burger and she was so thin, and she had a show. I'm like, well, I could do that too. So I got a burger with no bun, like a cheeseburger, and I ate it like a, as if I was you know a normal person trying to diet, and it was perfect, and it went down really easy, and it was the perfect thing that Phil. Because when I have a burger. I need a nap. And it's so funny. That's what Joe DeRosa said yesterday. They had bacon, egg and cheese for the crew and the staff and the uh, actors at this little short film shoot yesterday. And I'm like, no, thank you. Cause I ate and had coffee before I left, which I always do. I said, no, thank you. If I have that, I'm going to need a nap. I'm going to feel full. I'm not going to want to do this. And I was so happy when Joe DeRosa said the same thing. He said, nope, uh, it makes me sleepy. I'm like, there we go. I knew it. I knew I wasn't crazy. Yeah, beautiful bacon, egg and cheese sandwich. I never eat those. They're too filling in the morning. But if you got to do, I mean, I'll eat it if I can go back to bed and take a nap on a Sunday. But yeah, I'm not eating it before I got a, a full day of work I got to do and a full day of lots of stuff I got to do, But let alone, it usually makes me sick and gives me diarrhea. And more on that later. You're welcome in advance. So stay tuned to Just Gow in the City. So anyway, I had this burger, and then it's—I mean, what did I, I got there at four fifteen? Four fifteen, the party goes from three to ten, or does it say question mark? Whenever, maybe three to ten. So I got there at four fifteen, and then I saw it was six forty-five. So I mean, I, it just breathed. I was like, I was surprised because I really thought I'd be like, eh, I'm ready to go, but it just really went fast. It's six forty-five. I'm like, all right, I better go. The show in Jersey starts at eight thirty. I don't want to fuck around. I'm giving myself 90 minutes to get to New Jersey, which is, I think, 10 miles. Can you believe this? I'm technically, I was surprised I stayed till 645, but I'm like, eh, it seems okay. I kept checking the waves and it said I'm going to get there on time. I don't know. But you know, you know. So I took off and went to the show, made it in plenty of time. I couldn't believe it everything i mean you when you leave from brooklyn you got to go through this queens midtown tunnel which is on the LIE which is the most if you're not in california this is the most traffic filled piece of shit in the nation but everything worked fine you know even that's the beauty about ways or you know map these days when they tell you what time you're going to be there obviously i know sometimes there's an accident and it goes up but when it tells you and you're in traffic and it tells you that you're still going to be there at 8.10 or whatever, even 7.50. That you you relaxed. Then you're like, okay, I see traffic ahead, but it looks like they know about this, the satellite knows about it, and everything's still okay. And that that is a definite mind-easer, right? Because back in the day, before they had these things, you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, this is what I was afraid of. Oh, the panic you would have When, you know, you just didn't know what time your ETA was. Oh, it was the worst. This is so much better and so wonderful. So then, but then I got to go through Manhattan again. I got to go across town. Then I got to go to the Lincoln Tunnel. I mean, it's a a, a terrifying experience. There's no way to win uh, before you can finally get to the place. But everything worked out. I did the show. The show was the best it's ever been. I think the crowd was like really into it this time. It was a little better. There was more people. And I think, you know, I did a good job. Am I annoying the guy that put it together, Hatem? Yes. Apparently, I am annoying him after the show because I'm too talkative and I'm having a good time. And for some reason, he doesn't care for that. I don't know what the hell the matter with this guy is, but there's nothing funny when he keeps telling my friends like Marina that he's like, Jessica, just he he's talking to the audience and he's making jokes. And she's like, I thought that's what you wanted him to do. <laughs> like he's a moron. So i mean he's a good kid but it's just like i'm like what i don't understand i thought that was the plan we want we want them to come back and have a good time he's like yeah he's too good of a time he's too good of a time (laughs) imagine (laughs) so who knows i'm not doing it this week because i got tomorrow i'm going to a retirement party so i had to take off for a a very dear friend i'll tell you about that in two weeks because it's going to be epic the guy, you guys, a school teacher the his students are performing for him that have left, you know, that's funny. And I'm not doing it the next week, because for some reason he had somebody already down as a host. I, I don't understand. I still can't figure that one out and I don't know why it could, maybe if it's a punishment because I told him I couldn't do it this week, but I'll be back on the eighth and then that's the sixth week. And then we'll see if it goes on. But I couldn't do it the next week anyway because I'm opening for Rachel and Uncle Vinny's. So who knows if that's going to continue. I hope it does. But what am I going to do? He doesn't want me to do it. He doesn't want me to do it. What am I going to do? I thought I was an excellent host because that's the one thing he didn't complain about to anybody. is He didn't say, oh, he's doing a horrible job. He's a horrible comic. He never said that. It was all off the stage thing. So, And it wasn't like... You know, I don't even know what to say. It's just typical Dave Just Gow hilarity. And it is. If I get fired from that show because I just kept doing what Dave Just Gow does, which for, he was like, um, yeah, I asked this audience what they thought of the show. And Dave was right there and he just goes, um, I'll answer for her. She loved it. Now, you guys know that's hilarious. Marina is laughing hysterically you know, by to herself because she's like, I could see Jessica doing that. But that's the kind of way I annoy people. And this guy, for some reason, doesn't get it, which makes it even funnier. So that was awesome. So now my, our friend Mike Suarez, who is the producer of the Tuesday show, is on the show. I was thrilled that he was on the show. My friend is on the show with me. So I drive him back home. And we're going past 10th Avenue. I say, hey, why don't we stop for wings? You've never had the best wings in the city. And he's like, I'll I'll stop for wings. I'm like, "Yep," because normally if things were normal and believe me, this is going to be the topic for this entire podcast as it has been for the past one year. Normally, we would have gone to a diner in New Jersey before we left Jersey. We would have found somewhere in Manhattan to go to a diner at 10 o'clock. Or something like that, right? But that doesn't exist anymore. So I said, well, let's stop at the Wings place. I know they serve late. And I wanted to see my friend Tommy who works. Remember, I haven't been to Scruffy Duffies. in a, you know, I usually only go on football season. I, mean, I got to take a break during the summer months because y- you just can't do that every week. A uh, man of my position. Well, you know what I mean. I can't have Wings every week. I mean, I could. So I'm like, let's go. Let's go. It's perfect. I parked the car. And we go and I see Tommy and I'm so happy to see him. I had seen online that he just graduated. I just found out he got his master's. I didn't even know. And, you know, he's like, oh, my God, Dave, I can't believe it. you in, in. It's not even football season. What's going on? But I was so happy for him that he's um, I think he works with like special kids or somebody got a degree in it now. He's a really good guy with that accent. And I love the fact that his name is Tommy because it's right out of Titanic. That guy, Tommy, do you make any money with your drawings? Oh, you're not going to get on her, lass. She got butterflies flying up her arse. I, I don't remember what the line is, but that's when he first sees Kate Winslet. Anyway, got him a mess. So I'm sitting there talking to for 15 minutes. Me and Mike are at the bar. I'm talking for 15 minutes. And then finally he goes, well, what do you want? He's like, you guys want drinks? We're like, no, we just want wings. Because I didn't want a drink. I don't know. Well, maybe I would have had a drink, but first we just want to make sure we can order the wings. And he goes, oh, the kitchen just closed. I'm like, what do you mean the kitchen closed? Well, the kitchen closed while we were talking. So if I had come in and just ordered wings immediately, we probably could have got them. But the kitchen closed. I couldn't even believe it. I couldn't even believe it. It was 11 o'clock on a Saturday night in New York City. And the kitchen closed. Now, again, I know you guys are saying, well, it's 11 o'clock. Come on, man. This is New York City. It's a sports bar. All these places used to serve until 1 in the morning, sometimes 2 in the morning. That's what they're... You don't go to this place if you're not eating the wings. This place is disgusting. You don't want to sit in a smelly place and watch sports if you can't order food. So, oh my God, that was really frustrating. I didn't get mad, but I was very upset. And I apologized to Mike. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. This sucks. So we got back in the car, went to the parking garage, and I walked him to the train or the bus and we passed the Taco Bell and I said, "Well, I believe this is where the night is going to take us." So I said, "Order whatever you want." I wanted to buy him dinner for all you know for all the producing stuff he does. I was planning on buying him wings. I said, "Well, just buy whatever you want and bring it home." So we just stopped at this stupid Taco Bell, and he got stuff and I got stuff. I walked him to the bus, and and that was that. I mean, it just sucked. It was so disappointing. I was in a great mood from the comedy show. I wanted to have. I, yeah, I didn't have anything to drink before, but I was ready to drink again because I, right, I drank during the day, but I was already sober. And I'm like, yeah, let's have a beer and some wings. God damn it. But I am hoping to go there with my sister tonight after the show. I will tell you that. But who knows if we'll make it in time. I mean, this Leah and Michelle could be uh, gabbing for hours. I don't know what's going to happen. Ugh. It's so frustrating. You know, once in a blue moon. This happens to me my whole life. Once in a blue moon in, in the summer, I got to have the fix. I got to have the wings. Because then, you know, during the season, I, I'm like, no, I have, them every, I have them on Mondays. I don't need them. I don't need them. I have them on Mondays. All the way until January. I mean, really, from September to January, I'm eating wings. So then I'm, I'm done. By February, by Super Bowl, I don't want wings anymore. I'm done. But then by, you know, June, July, I want wings. I'm ready again. So we'll see what happens. Meanwhile... I, so I'm walking with my Taco Bell bag. Obviously, I feel like a fucking idiot when I'm carrying it because, you know, they give you a big bag. So you really look like a fat kid carrying that huge bag around. I think I just got a Mexican pizza and some nachos. Mm. Sorry. Uh, but, uh, but, you, but it feels like there's so much more in there because you're carrying a huge bag. So I'm walking down my street. Remember I told you there's this restaurant across the street that has no indoor seating. It's all outside seating. It's amazing. I don't know how they get away with it, but it is packed every night. I think it's Middle Eastern food, and it's packed. Now it was over, the, you know nobody was there, but there was a crowd hanging around, a bunch of kids I guess had just eaten there, and they were going to move on. I'm going to say there were seven people and, and it's so fucked up. You're almost home, right? I've had a very long day. I woke up at 7: 30. I took the car to Brooklyn, went to a party, went all the way back to Jersey, did a show, came back, had the wings disappointment, parked the car, and I'm walking, stop at Taco Bell, and then finally, just before I get to my house, just before there's a crowd in the sidewalk where I can through, can't get through, I, just, I say nothing, and they're just sitting there, and I'm just waiting, because I'm like, I wonder if they'll see me and move. No. So then they're just just sitting there, and I just entered the conversation. And they're like, hey, where's Chris? Where's Chris? I'm like, I think I saw Chris over there. And they're still just looking at me. I'm carrying a Taco Bell bag. They must know I'm not with their group. And they say nothing. They just look at me. They say nothing, not even with disdain. Where did you say Chris was? I I think he went over there. He's right right there. He's right there. I mean, this this is insane. And they're all just gathering around. I'm not saying a word. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, nobody's moving and I'm just sitting there. I'm in a good mood. So I'm going with this flow. And they're like, Hey, Chris, where should we go to? I'm like, um, and they're like, should we get high? I'm like, Oh my God, we have to get high. And again, no laughs. Nobody's, it's it's the weirdest thing. I'm, I'm saying it loud enough. It's like, I'm part of their group. Then they start to walk and they're like, yeah, let's start walking. We'll find somewhere. I mean, I'm doing this unbelievable bit that was, if it was in a movie, it would be hilarious. And they're not paying attention. It was so weird. And we walked down to the corner and I'm just walking, I'm walking in their circle. And I just kept commenting. And I'm like, hey, that Chris is, he's crazy, man. He'll find us a place. And there's, I thought maybe the guys would start beating me up or something. I mean, nothing, no reaction. How can that be? It was a bunch of kids. And there's an old man walking with them with the Taco Bell bag and they're they're not even paying attention. It's like this is almost like the thing I told my sister about. I guess they feel so confident that nobody's going to fuck with them when I'm obviously insane that they just don't give a shit. And they have really pretty girls with them and they're like, I think they're probably Middle Eastern or something. So they feel so comfortable that nobody's going to fuck with them. It's like, it's just weird. They're oblivious and rude Because they're not letting anybody walk on the sidewalk. So then they finally go, and we're waiting at the light. And I'm like, yeah, let's get high. Nothing. Nothing. Couldn't believe. No smiles. No, who are you? (laughs) Nothing. So they go to the left. I go across the street, and they're yelling at these two girls across the street that I guess went ahead of them by accident. They're going the wrong way. And And they're yelling at them, come on. Hey, over here. So I, when I get to them, I go, hey, we're all getting high with Chris. You, you, you better catch up. And again, nothing. I mean, they looked at me like I was crazy, but not, nothing. I, I don't understand. what What is what is happening? Who the fuck are these people? That's hilarious stuff. It was very disappointing that I got no reaction because that was hilarious, especially make, putting myself out there. Carrying that huge Taco Bell bag. I mean, I really, I, I don't care for these, these, these young kids. It was really annoying. Hey, they're going to go smoke weed. You got to catch up with Chris. <laughs> I, ugh. It's so goddamn annoying. Oh, so before that happened though, I'm walking down the street. There's another guy in my way on the sidewalk and he's talking on the phone and he's in my way. And he doesn't see me, and then and then he finally steps aside as I'm walking. And I see he's carrying a funny girl playbill. And I'm like, oh my hey, I'm gonna see that next week. I'm going on Friday. How is it? And he's just and he's on the phone and he's just looking at me. And I'm like, all right, fine. And this is before I saw the kid. So I was just in the mood to I don't know what was going on. Hey, I'm seeing that on Friday. How is it? You know, with Leah Michelle. And once I said to Leah Michelle, then he knew I wasn't just crazy. He goes, hold on a second. He puts his phone to his chest and he goes, oh, my God, it's amazing. You have to see it. It was so gay. And I did not see that coming when I saw him. I didn't think he was like going to talk like that. And It was awesome. Oh, my God, you have to see it. It's amazing. I'm like, yeah, I'm going Friday. I can't wait. You will love it. So anyway, where was I? Uh, I was talking to this guy. Just, uh, no, I was just telling this guy about it. I mean, it was really, really funny. And then the other thing happened. So I don't know. I was uh, See, I was so in the mood to talk to people. That's why I wanted to hang out at the bar for a little bit, have some wings, have a good time. I guess I was in a really good mood. I was just sitting there talking to strangers like a weirdo. But yeah, that, that usually constitutes me being in a good mood. But normally, I never want to talk to anybody when I'm holding that Taco Bell bag. And yet, because it was a last choice this time and not the norm, like I'm not just crap. I'm being a fat fuck. I was just like, well, I missed out on the wings. We're gonna have this. I guess it didn't bother me. I don't know what happened. You know, normally I go to the sandwich shop, but I mean, we were walking right by the Taco Bell. Uh, what are you gonna do? So I get home, I eat the Taco Bell, and then I'm watching TV. And you know, I've just been watching this on Saturday nights. This you know retro channel, whatever it is. They got the Facts of Life on. I guess it's on every Saturday. I keep telling you about that or put and Buddies, whatever it is, right? And I'm watching The Facts of Life. And this is maybe the greatest episode of all time. I think it's just called Spring Break. So what is it? 85. And all the girls are down in Florida at Natalie's grandmother's house on Spring Break. And they all meet boyfriends. It's hilarious. And when I say hilarious, it is not hilarious at all. And it's awful. But this television particular two-part episode they go on spring break now. First of all, I looked it up. These gr- Blair is maybe twenty two. Uh, Tootie is 17, 18. I don't. I don't know. There's no one on the show older than twenty two. The four girls, the four main girls, Tootie, Blair, Joe, and Natalie. But they are dressed and have hairdos as if I swear to God this was an episode of The Golden Girls. It's no. The reason why people used to make fun of them about getting fatter, which everybody did because they all gained some weight, it wasn't that they gained weight. It was just the way they started dressing them was like old ladies. I mean, it's really messed up when you watch it. And what I'm saying is this particular hour-long episode should be put in a time capsule and sent to the fucking moon. So generations from now or whatever other life can see what the eighties were because then they, they got a, they're at a club and there's a band singing that is just everybody, the way people are dressed needs to be in a fucking time capsule because the way everybody else is dressed is actually seriously eighties for the, some reason, whoever the fucking costume designer was on that show must've hated those girls and between their haircuts and their outfits, especially Joe's, Joe's wearing a prison outfit. We know Joe is the tomboy in the thing, but there's being a tomboy and then there's just being an idiot. She's wearing like this red jumpsuit. The girls, I don't know what they're dressed in, but everyone else is dressed up like normal people from the 80s. And you know, you're watching and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I grew up in this time and I wish I appreciated it more. Because that's how unbelievable it is. And it certainly was like a, it's a much better time period because it's just really, again, the 80s were the best because just it's all comedy, everything about it. So meanwhile, this guy's picking up Joe. He's in love with Joe. He's a band singer. He's singing to Joe at this club. It's really embarrassing. And then this guy comes over, this big muscles guy. Hi, Natalie, how are you? And you think he's going to scam her, but no, then he likes her. Natalie they're trying to be polite. I'm watching this guy and he keeps singing these songs, they're 80s songs, they're awful. But his singing voice isn't the worst. But the song is the worst and it's totally 80s and you're just I'm I'm watching this and I'm like this is the greatest night of my life. This is fantastic. great and I just couldn't I'm like I, let me download this in my brain because I got to talk about this next week because this is unbelievable anyway I did some research on this guy I'm like well whatever happened to this guy right I don't know what happened to this guy maybe he's on soap operas or something but he is the one that sings the theme to say by the bell
1: <laughs> well, myself look I'm at
0: the corner just in time to see
1: the bus fly by it's
0: all right I'm saved by the bell. man i love this deep dive stuff it's so much fun go figure he got, i mean this guy must have thought he was going places well i got the saved by the bell gig and then um, you know the facts of life gig and uh, <laughs> and the funny thing is god damn it that's all i ever wanted to just have that and then be done? Like if I was like now, but I this is what drives me crazy. Like I wish I was on one episode of Facts of Life. Back then it would have made me, it would have made my life. Maybe it wouldn't, maybe I would have been upset because I wouldn't have gotten anything else. But you're right, I mean, it just burns me up that I wasn't on something in the 80s besides the Morton Downey show, which, you know, at least there's that. So then after that is Family Ties, right? So I'm all in on this. And I remember this episode, but I didn't know who the girl was. And it's an episode after Ellen leaves, his wife, his actual wife in real life, who's still married to him, which is amazing, Tracy Pollan. And it's after she leaves, right? So it's the fifth season. She leaves in the fourth season. And and he's going through a really hard time and he can't date. And he goes to this restaurant and this really hot waitress is kind of hitting on him and he asks her out. And they go out and then he's trying to make her Ellen. I remember it as a kid. He's like, can you just put these glasses on? She's like, I know what you're trying to do. Kind of like it's right out of... um, the Albert, Alfred Hitchcock movie *Vertigo*; it's just like that. So it's funny, but I'm sure they weren't thinking that at the time. But maybe they were. Who knows? Anyway, the girl. Help me, please!
1: Oh, come on! You got your prom plan. <laughs> Trace, you guys, I'm serious. Come on, I need help. Uh, okay. I too. What's the problem? So Several things.
0: The girl. Who's it? the hot, super hot girl that dates Jake in 16 Candles. And then what is that? Two years later, maybe. Maybe three. I didn't recognize her at all because she just didn't look like the girl from 16 Candles. I mean, I guess she was three years older, but yeah, I just, I recognize her voice. And then I'm like, oh my God, that's havlyn Morris. Whatever happened to her? I don't know, but she was in this episode And, you know, so much hotter than Tracy Pond. I mean, no offense. I mean, I know he was in love with her, but I'm like, come on, dude. Get with the program. Yeah, he was really good. And I'll tell you, that Michael J. Fox, man, he is truly my hero. He is, was, and is truly my hero. I wish he was better because I would tell you, I would get him to talk to the goddamn kids. I just don't know. I mean, maybe I still could. I just don't know whether he's available to even Zoom, like if his talking is any good. I don't know. But I love this guy so much. When he was at the cellar before he got really bad, they had him upstairs. They wouldn't let me come up. They knew I was just like dying to meet him because he really is and was my hero. And he in this episode, you know, he's in love with this girl or he thinks he is. And and the way he would even play his shortness, you know, the fact that he's not a tall guy, the fact that he got that and used it to his advantage is amazing. There's this scene he comes in the house and he jumps into his father's arm. Like a baby would, <laughs> you know, like with his legs wrapped around his dad. He's so happy. And I'm like, this guy just gets it. And he's, and he's holding onto him for a long, he's so happy. He just hugs his dad like that, but it's, it's hilarious. And obviously somebody, you know, really tall and big couldn't have done that. And it, it's just, it's, it's fantastic. This guy was the bomb and it is so sad to what's happening. I got to see the documentary. I heard it's fantastic. On Apple TV and it's just so sad it's bumming me out he really was it's like you know this is like Christopher Reeve all over again for me obviously Christopher Reeve was Superman but I don't know you know that's why Back to the Future meant so much to me I I worship Michael J. Fox just from Family Ties and this is just so sad I I, I tried to watch anything he was in because I just worshipped the guy I don't even know whether he was a good actor he certainly was funny and he was so cool And he didn't, you know, he didn't, I don't think he had short man's complex. He's a nice guy and he just ironically seemed to love life and life just punched him in the ass. I mean, it's just, uh, it's really a bummer because that guy's the best. Anyway, my goodness, I've been talking for and I got just a bunch of whole other things to say, so let me move on.
2: The incredible has happened. The impossible has become a reality. Coke actually tastes better than ever before. Yes, Coke has a new taste. And I'm standing here with this ice-cold, thirst-quenching, deliciously satisfying Coca-Cola, and it actually tastes better. Now, you know me. I always loved Coke for years and years. I like this Coke better. The new taste of Coca-Cola, better than ever before. Now, more than ever,
0: Coke is it. Oh, by the way, so Sunday... I tried this thing called Ultimate Coke. It's new. It's a limited people period of time. And I'm like, oh, I got to give it a try. I got to see what it's like. So I tried Ultimate Coke. Um, review, it stinks. Do not waste your time. Well, get a bottle and try it. And you tell me if you, if you see it. Ultimate Coke. It's you know some sort of thing they got going on. It stinks. I tried it. I couldn't even tell you what the flavor was. Maybe it's a combination of Coke and Dr. Pepper, but it ain't very good. I tried it, I'm like, oh, this is horrible. I tried it again, I'm like, well, maybe it's not bad. And then I tried it again, and I'm like, no, it's horrible. It's like one of those things, and it never is unhorrible. I mean, I drank the whole thing, but I'm just, uh, you know, because it wasn't, no, it was pretty bad. When you want a Coke, you want a Coke. It's funny that they keep fucking with it, even after what happened with the Bill Cosby and the new Coke and everything. It's funny that at this point, they're still fucking with the formula, ultimate Coke, ultimate Coke, the nerve of them calling it that. But I also did watch this movie called The Butterfly Effect because one of my students said it was her favorite film, which is really one of the reasons I'm teaching the time travel class. So I checked it out. And it was it's a pretty good movie. It's just that Asht- Ashton Kutcher is the lead and he shouldn't be if he wasn't in it. And it, it's not like I dislike Ashton Kutcher or anything. It's just as it, it just, it just, uh, you know, he shouldn't be in it. He this isn't for him. He's done too many goofy shit to be in this serious movie. He certainly is attractive, I will tell you that for sure. Yeah, it's not good. I mean, the movie's good, but despite him being in it, many like many Keanu Reeves movies uh, before John Wick. Now he's the shit. Yeah, so it's not very good. No, he's not good, but the movie was really interesting, good, very dark, and this girl Amy Smart is in it. And again, here we go. Amy Smart, really big for like two years, Never heard from again. I mean, obviously, she's did movies, but ones we never heard of. Was so interesting. She, you know, used to be. Uh, she was. I don't know. She was heralded as the next big thing. You know, I love talking about stuff like that. What happened to Amy Smart? Who knows? Because I guess this movie is from the early two thousands or something, and it's good. And then um I told my student. I said, "Oh, I finally saw the Butterfly Effect. She said, what do you think?" I'm like, "I liked it. It's very dark. It's uh, really interesting." And she goes, you know, there's, all, there's four alternate endings. I'm like, no way. And she's like, well, I don't know which one you saw, but yeah, you got to look them up. They're all on YouTube. And wow, some of them are great. The, the other ending, it was great seeing the other endings. I think they chose the right one for the movie that I saw at least. But yeah, it was really exciting seeing three other alternate endings. And uh, I like that. So that, that's a fun, that's an interesting movie from a long time ago and something I'll probably have to be talking about because it's kind of important for this particular class. It might be something you want to check out. Like I said, you know, you just kind of forget about Ashton Kutcher being in it for some reason. Uh, not that he's a bad guy or anything or even a bad actor. It's just something that's just uh, not right. You know, if Matt Damon was in it, this would have been one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. It's that simple. And who the fuck knows why? I bet you you feel similar made a lot of money and they made two sequels which did nothing but the first one because Ashton Kutcher was in it I guess and at the time he was a movie star made a lot of money it's very serious and then so on Tuesday I did the show with you know Joey Cola which was so terrific I know I was just talking about this at the beginning it was so terrific I'm so happy with that. I, I may watch it again. I've never watched any of those shows again. I just love the fact that we were talking about old school comedy, especially talking about that writing course that I didn't know he invented in the 80s, which was so terrific. We'll get all these writers together. And we and remember, we we were talking about if you If you saw the show, it was a writing class in Long Island, that like a comedy writing class. We'd get there at like 3 o'clock. Everybody would help everybody with their jokes. We could say a premise, and everybody would write jokes, and we'd all help everybody else and then have a dinner break, and then perform it that night at 8 o'clock at the East Side Comedy Club in Long Island. It was great, and that was the rules. You had to do the material you came up with that day. The Comedy Cellar does not have that. They have New Joke Night, but I, I think they would be really into something like this, where all the comics, even the best comics, get together at 3 o'clock and do this exact same thing. I, I, I think it would be unbelievable especially like the best ones you know what i'm saying and they're just doing the material they wrote that day i don't know i think i don't know i think Noam likes stuff like that but who knows i mean you're talking about like sam morrell and you get to see him do co- jokes he's forming that day i think people like the process so that was kind of interesting but i love talking about it. so then you know we talked for two hours so it was eight o'clock already so I go over to that bar now that I like that guy again and it was nice to see him, thank goodness. And, I was, and there's these two really pretty girls at the bar and they're talking about real interesting stuff, which I was going to talk to other. Like one of them seems to know, it might be, her dad might be Dave Stewart from the Eurythmics. They're talking about Annie Lennox and, and Dave Stewart and she was showing pictures, So I really wanted to get involved and I was planning on talking to them, but I definitely had diarrhea, I think. My stomach was killing me. So I didn't, I was like, no, no, it's just a thing. Because this happens on Tuesdays. I eat, I'm panicked. You know, I'm going to eat. I, it, and then always the iced coffee just does it. That that always makes me sick. I don't know why. But besides everything I had in the morning and the day, I'm always hoping maybe I'll go to the bathroom before. I'm, I don't know. Tuesdays are weird. So then uh, I usually don't have it after the show. I'm fine. But I was like, eh, I'm feeling a little weird. So I, I really wanted to talk to them, but I couldn't do it. I had one beer and I'm like, you know what? I think I got to go home. Wait, is it coming? Is it not coming? Is it real diarrhea or is it in my mind? I don't know what's happening, but I felt mm, something's wrong. So I left after one beer, and I was gonna walk home because it was a beautiful night, beautiful. And I was walking through was I walking through Washington Square Park, and it was a night I was talking to my sister, and I go, uh, yeah, I think I got diarrhea. But I'm not sure. It could just be mental. But no, it would not subside. So I got on a bike and I went home and it was diarrhea. <laughs> like I really thought it was just not and it was in my mind. Because this happens a lot on Tuesdays. I will be sitting there and I, I don't know, I'm, I feel like I'm having it. And after the show's over, it's all gone. So it's in my mind. But for some reason, I guess this one was real. And my sister texts me like, hey, did you make it home? And I could always make it home if I take the bike, but there was no way I could have made it home if I was walking. So I guess the bike seems to—I don't know—subsided, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. But oh no, it was real, and <laughs> I wanted to take us. Like, well, I was going to talk to these girls, and then it was funny. I was thinking, I'm like, yeah, I would have totally talked to those girls if, uh, you know, if I wasn't feeling uh, <laughs> sick or whatever. <laughs> I couldn't put my finger on it. Oh my goodness, I'm such a weirdo. Then on Wednesday, right? So I I told you, I switched banks. And I got a brand new debit card, which I have not used yet. And a bank card, a brand new credit card. And I think I told you, it's got Mickey Mouse on it. I think I told you that. I just, I thought that was the stupidest thing. It'd be funny on a date. And I'm trying to get rid of my other bank. I want to close it out, but I haven't done it yet. Because I can't decide where the first place I want to use this new debit card is. I haven't used it yet. I haven't bought it to an ATM. I haven't used it on any purchases. Because I'm like, no, the first time has got to be special. And I'm like, what am I talking about? This is exactly what happened the first time I had sex. I'm like, no, no, I got to make it special. Well, come on, folks. I'll tell you young kids, don't wait. Get it over with. And now it's been like three weeks. And I'm like, I I need to unvirginize this card. So I can start using it. But I'm like, no, well, I, I don't want to use it at the, the little store here. No, I don't want to use it at the Dunkin' Donuts. That's not a special place. No, I don't want to use it at the ATM. I mean, I'm insane. There is no other explanation for that than me being completely insane. Where is going to be the special place that I de-virginized my new debit card? Are you fucking kidding me? You. T- I am an insane man. I know you already know that. But I would think that after all these podcasts, this might be the one where you're saying, Jesus Christ, this guy's out of his fucking mind. It's over. I can't listen to the show anymore. He's really insane. I don't know whether anyone else has had that. I feel like there are other people that must have that. And so where is this magical place that's going to make me so happy? You know what I'm going to use today? My new debit card. Like, it's already activated, so I don't have to go to an ATM or something. I, uh, I don't know. I guess I could use it for dinner, but I feel like I need to use it with a transaction. I don't want to use it at the coffee shop across the street. I don't know why. I don't want to use it at the, the deli across the street. I mean, where, so where is this place that I'm going to use it? There's, there's nowhere. This is like the stupidest thing ever. Should I just go to Macy's? Because I'm going to make Macy's the first time I use the card because that's special. What's the matter with me? Am I, I pulling? Just going to go to Macy's and use it. I met that guy on the street. Oh my god, you have to see Leah Michelle. Oh my god, I had to. Obviously, it at Macy's. Obviously, you know me. I needed to go to Macy's, make a purchase. I bought a scarf. It's a tremendous scarf. It's going to be amazing for the winter. And I used my debit card for the first time. And that way I can tell the story when I put it down for a meal. I'll be like, hey, you know the first time I used this card with my Mickey Mouse logo on it? Macy's. Bought a scarf. I mean, you could pile those together. I'm not going to, you know, somebody's going to walk out. If I'm on a date or whoever, they're going to be like, well, nice knowing you. So long, jerk off. Uh, Meanwhile, I was trying to go get some cash. Ironically, since I'm not using Citibank anymore, that's the machine they have a Dwayne Reed right next to my house, and you can get tens out of there because I love ten dollar bills. And it was broken, so I'm like, I really don't feel like going out. So I went. So I went down. I hate going under the bridge. It's disgusting over there in the 60s on First Avenue. It's disgusting. I hate it. But I I went because I'm like, I well, you know, I know there's a 7-eleven over there that has a Citibank. So I over there. Seven Eleven's closed. It's totally closed. I was wondering the other day I was walking by. I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll stop in the 7-Eleven and get a big goal. It's closed. I don't know what the hell's going on. Everywhere I go is closed. So let me get to tomorrow's, to, to to, to, to last night's story, right? So I do, I do the short film. I get home by, I don't know, noon, 1 o'clock. I go, because I'm in Astoria, I go see my friend Caitlin. She's pregnant. So I haven't seen her in a while, but it's right by the I'm like, hey, you know what? I'll stop by for a couple of minutes. So it was great to see her. She's given birth in like three weeks. And then I go back home, I change, I get my car, it doesn't start again, no big deal, it starts in two seconds, and I go to Jersey, to the place where I'm doing the show, the William Center, and the guy that owns it wants me to do his podcast, so I do his podcast, it's hilarious, and he said, well, actually, I'm recording at my house, which is right across from this place, and I go upstairs, and I don't even know if he's happy to see me, I can't tell with this guy, I don't know, (laughs) he's a really strange guy, but he's really nice. And he's like an artist, too, you know? So, I mean, that, that that adds to it. It's funny. And he likes to have artists, I'm doing the quotation marks, on his podcast. So, but they bring you, he brings me up to this attic that he films in, this really this creepy staircase, and this dark room, no mics. And I'm like, this, this is, we're doing a podcast, though, right? But, uh, yeah, that's the way he does it. And he sits Indian style. And I was sitting in a, a chair, which I prefer. And he just puts on these electric mics. I don't know how good they are. They look pretty good because there's no microphones and you're very relaxed. I and mean, I think I talked to him for like two hours. I mean, I just went crazy, right? You know, I'm, you know me. I don't think I let him get a word in. But he was like, no, it's about you. It's cool. But we had a really nice time and a really nice talk with this room. I, I took a couple of pictures. You'll be able to see it. It's, uh, I mean, you know, it's definitely where Anne Frank used to live and stuff. But it's, but it's nice. And it, it was like interestingly lit and stuff. It, it was a pleasant time to place to do a podcast is just it was just you're just not used to that you know I thought we're gonna do it at the theater I thought it'd be all set up with the mics and stuff it's it's completely different but it's okay I don't know where it airs so I was talking to my friend Evan who lives in Montclair New Jersey you know by the by the school and I said uh maybe I'll come by after because I don't you know I'll be in Jersey and it's like five ten minutes away and he goes, well, I'm thinking about going to the cure tonight at Madison Square Garden, because everybody's been going to the cure. They did three nights there. And I'm like, geez, I really oh, i am so jealous. I, so everybody wants to go. He goes, let's get tickets. I'm like, um, uh, oh, geez, you know, I don't know. You know, like you know, if I don't have any plan, that's a that's a big deal. Remember what I did with Alon? I'm like, you know, this time I'm not gonna pass it up. Okay, let's do it. I don't
1: care if Monday's blue, Tuesday's gray.
0: says yeah the, the tickets just keep going down and going the later it gets and I'm like all right which is so you know you're going into get down here so he goes I found $60 tickets I'm like let's do it so then he told me later after the pockets was over I put the $60 in and then my credit card said it's it's up it's, it's over it's I don't know whether it's a scam or not whatever he couldn't get them. he tried again with like $100 tickets something was wrong They're like oh these tickets were already sold so it's definitely a ticket master scam of some sort because he's watching them all day. He was getting obsessed. So then by the time I get out, it was seven. I'm like, dude, I, I don't think I want to go now. Like, I, I need to know whether it's happening or not now. I'm not cool enough to just park my car and then go to Madison Square Garden to go to a concert. It's just, I don't know. If, if we knew we were going and got the tickets, that'd be different. I was prepared a little, but I'm not. So I came over his house. Oh, oh no. First, I went to this record store. The guy told me he either he owns it or he built it. I don't know what the answer is, and it's a record store in Rutherford, New Jersey, like a vinyl album you can look through, and I got pictures, it's hilarious, it's just, um, it's such a weird looking store, I don't know whether it's new or whatever, it just looks like somebody's apartment that has records in it, but I looked through it, I was having a good time, I was in no rush, and I was just having a good time looking through it, and I saw some, cassette. I mean it was just, I, I, going to a vinyl record store and looking through everything is the best, and they just don't have that anymore. And there was a couple of things I was thinking of buying. I'm like, well, I'm not playing them anywhere. I'd rather go to a place like that just for gifts to give to people. So then I leave there and I go to my friend Evans and we're just going to have a beer on his porch. But then and but we're, we're also hungry. And we, my friend Glenn, who we usually do on Thursday nights after class, you know, we're like, oh, let's go eat. And we were going to go to that place Tierney's, which has the best burgers that are really terrific with the onions on the fried onions on them, you know, or the sauteed onions and onion rings and I'm like, yeah, I'm up for that. But I don't think everyone wanted to go. We decided we're not going to the Cure. We're not going to the Cure. So we we'll are just hang out. We'll get high, have a couple of drinks. So this girl walks by their house. You know, we're just sitting on his porch in suburbia. And this girl walks by and she just goes, and he goes, hey, how you doing? She goes, yeah, buses. And I'm like, what did she say, busted? She said, buses. I'm like, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, buses. I'm like, I don't, what the fuck are you talking about? he goes, oh, our city, our town has this tradition for graduation for the seniors. What they do is they graduate and then they get on these buses. They got like for 500 kids, I guess they got, I don't know, seven, eight buses. And they drive them around their life, their junior high, their elementary school. And the parents and friends are waiting they know the bus line at all these various locations, waving everybody on and cheering. And the kids are out the windows going crazy. Now, I, I didn't, he didn't explain all that to me. He just said, oh, let's go look. And I said, okay. Meanwhile, I'm like, I know the restaurant's going to close. <laughs> I'm like, motherfucker. All right. All right. We looked it up online. They said they served till 11. No, I saw this coming a mile away. It didn't matter. This sounded like really interesting. So we go up to the middle school in Montclair, and there's all these parents that they're tailgating. They're tailgating. They get drinks. They got wine. They got food. It was unbelievable. I I, I took a picture. Everybody's just hanging around, having a good time. And then the, the buses come by this was the greatest thing i've ever seen in my life i, I started to cry i started to get emotional because i'm like these kids these kids are having the time of their life this must be their best they're like they're, they're like they just won the super bowl they're all outside the windows going crazy everybody's cheering i got video of it because you have to see it to believe it i can't believe every other town doesn't do this maybe they do in kansas or something but you don't hear about it here on the east coast and I was just thinking about, wow, it would be so weird. First, I got nervous. I'm like, well, how do you decide who's on what bus? And there must be like going to the prom where you're like, wait, you're not on that bus. You're not on my bus. But, you know, if you, that aside, boy, this must have been a blast for them. And when you see them, oh, my God, they're so happy. Everybody's waving and cheering. The, there's a police escort, the fire trucks. It, it, the, you know, the, this is what the town does for these kids. And they watch their life past their life they watch their life going by their junior high their elementary school they go by all of them and the kids are having a blast it's fantastic uh, it was one of the greatest things I've ever seen I swear to God wait till you see it on video it's like I wasn't really sure how to capture it because I wasn't sure what I was doing and then when I saw it I'm like this this is this is fantastic I didn't know anybody on those buses and yet I I was completely moved I was completely moved I don't know what happened. You get them, I can't even imagine being a parent and seeing your kid on that bus so happy. And 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 all with all his or his or her friends or whatever and just waving out the window to to the crowd. It's so exciting and then they take these this convoy of buses and the kids go to a secret location that no one knows about except for seven people in the town. And they take them and they party together all night. And when I say party, there's no, out. I mean, this is a great thing. So there's no graduation parties. You don't know whether you're going to be invited and all that kind of nonsense goes out the window because they take them to a secret location. Now this year, we believe they took them to the Meadowlands to MetLife stadium. They open up the goddamn stadium. And this one high school gets to just, you know, kick field goals, play games. I think they have a, a state fair outside, like in the parking lot. You, you know, you're just being a kid and you're there until three in the morning and you just hang out the last time with your friends at this glorious thing. So my friend Evan was on the board last year. He goes, my kid's going, I'm taking charge because something happened the year before. He sent them to that, that horrible, I hate the place, but the American Dream Mall. They closed it down. They let all the kids just go through this American Dream Mall, which is like an amusement park right by the Meadowlands and have the time of their life for free. Until 3 in the morning. Brilliant. I'm not sure why, well, every town doesn't have the resources. I guess that, you know, Montclair hasn't the sense of being able to go to a a huge play play mall or a huge stadium. But maybe they do. I mean, there's no reason if you're in Kansas, you can't just go to the Kansas City Chiefs Stadium and, you know, set it up. Lots of games and fun and drinks and food. And, and everybody has like a good, wholesome time. And they have the time of their life, a time they'll remember for the rest of their lives, the last time they see a lot of these people. I I, I was just blown away. I'm like, boy, that is some real good modern-day thinking because, God, what was worse than, wait, you're not invited to that graduation party? You're not invited to that graduation party? You take that factor out. You know how, like, we all hate that everybody gets a participation trophy and all that stuff, and it's gotten out of hand? Well, this town found another way to do it in a really cool way that's not going to bother anybody. And when you see the video, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, but that we might have to wait two weeks for. But it'll be worth it. It was something else, I got to say. Then, of course, of course, we go to that place, Tierney's. Kitchen's fucking closed. It's 10 o'clock. It's 10 o'clock. I go, come on, dude, the kitchen's open till 11. Uh, He was like, Well, the guy's backed up. It's only one guy in there. I took a picture of the one sad guy in there. And then I kind of like, Well, what are you going to do? Goddamn, that website says they serve food to 11 o'clock. So I was mad. But when you see the picture of the very lonely guy making hamburgers or cheeseburgers for everyone in that bar, you're kind of like, Oh, forget it. (laughs) So, like, Well, where else could we go? So somebody mentions this place, Just Jake's, which I've been to before, and like, fine. And somebody says, oh, they serve till one. I say, bullshit. We get there at 10.59. They're like, oh, we only serve till 11. And we're like, fuck you. They're like, well, if you order right now. And then again, I was rushed to order. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. And you know what? You know I ate it. And I got a steak sandwich and potatoes. because These are the worst. I didn't even take a picture because I was just like, I just wanted to eat. I wasn't like, I don't know i was just done i was done with drinking i just wanted a like a coke and just some the potato skins were the worst i've ever had in my life they were like yesterday's potato they were they were just fucking horrible the steak sandwich was just okay but let's face it the best steak sandwiches are the steakums you don't want a full steak in a steak sandwich but i i didn't know what i was doing you know again i was rushed to order and at least we got to eat somewhere i mean it was just stupid. And again, it's just another story of everything closing early and you just can't win in this climate if you don't eat by 6 o'clock. It's just over. Everything sucks. Jesus Christ. I stay up late. I eat late. That's the way it's always been. I mean, I've been changing my habits. Just give me a goddamn break. <sighs> Whatever. Whatever. It was still a great night. That busting thing made it totally worthwhile because I did not see that coming today. And I promise you when you see it. You'd be like, oh, my God, this is amazing. So that all being said, that is our show for today. Yeah, no, no show on July 4th. Nobody, that's the one you want to putting out a show on the 4th of July. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yes. Do you have the whole rest of the week to listen? Yes. But, you know, you want to put, you, you know, it's like I wouldn't put out a, well, I might put out, a, like if it was Yom Kippur. I wouldn't put out the show on Tuesday. Yes. Or maybe I would put it out on the Wednesday. I have a, a whole weekend off, so i eh, take a little break. I'm sorry. I hope you're not totally upset and don't leave Patreon for it. But at least there'll be a bonus show this week, and next week we'll regroup, and we'll see how everybody's fourth was, and hopefully I'll have plenty more stories. That, there's no way I'm not going to have plenty more stories to tell you. You know, Then I'll tell you what I'm doing tonight with Mark Norman and his Netflix special, and we'll go with all that. I'll tell you about Lee and Michelle and Funny Girl. Um, and we're not having a Tuesday show on July 4th either. So, because that's ridiculous. So, of course, there will be one today, and that'll be our last one for two weeks. So, yeah, we're we're not putting on a Billy Joel thing either. So I'm like, well, let's take a break. That's all right. We refresh. We retool, you know, because we went down to the the bottom. We're talking about the wax beans, uh, pretty much, the Seinfeld thing. (laughs) So we will re-get together next week. So everybody have a great 4th of July USA. USA. It's the best. Have a great holiday, and I will see you in two weeks on another exciting summer filled episode of Just Out in the City. Good night, everybody.
1: Lift me into shape. must have been a sleep-